0: Welcome back to the BOMA, a podcast from the International Livestock Research Institute where we discuss how sustainable livestock is building better lives in the global south. My name is Brenda Coromina.
1: And I'm Elliot Carleton. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to welcome our listeners to the second season of the BOMA. We're really excited to be welcoming some brilliant guests onto the podcast in the coming weeks, so we hope you'll stay tuned.
0: And I'll second that. And I'm especially excited because today is International Women's Day, and this year's theme according to the UN calendar is Gender Equality Today for a Sustainable Tomorrow. Here at ILRI, Alessandra Gallier, the gender team leader, is exploring this theme by finding ways of empowering women through livestock, and specifically chickens, in a gender-inclusive way. But why chickens?
2: Livestock and chicken in particular are quite a good entry point to support women's empowerment because traditionally it is quite accepted that women own and control chicken. You know, they they can actually own the chicken and take decisions on the chicken. They can sell them without having to consult anybody. And this is extremely important. Another argument is that in case of divorce, women can take the chicken. Before we begin talking
0: about women's empowerment, what is it and what does it look like across the world?
2: Empowerment is very much as the ability of an individual to achieve their desired life goals. So it's very much about self-determination and yeah? the capacity of individuals, whoever they are, to really make of their life what they want their life to, to be like. The idea is very much the concept of um, equitable um, or life outcomes of similar value. We don't want all the women or all the men to end up with the same lifestyle or the same life goals, but we want to make sure that they can all have a life that is of equitable value, of similar value, yeah? So the outcome of their choices are of similar value, whatever these are.
0: Alessandra's been working at ILRI since 2013, but her interest in gender and agriculture development began in 2000 when she was traveling and studying Arabic in Syria, And it actually speaks to a bigger problem of women being historically underrepresented in the literature about livestock development and why having an International Women's Day is so
2: valuable today. What was striking for me is that uh, when traveling and, you know, just in everyday life, I would see a lot of women in the fields. But then the literature that I was reading, agricultural development, referred always to men in agriculture. So this gap between what I was seeing and what I was reading about really made me wonder and pushed me to do a, an MA in Anthropology of Development um, at the University of London. Yeah, So that's why I started very much focusing on gender issues in agricultural development.
1: Statistics show that in low- and middle-income countries, most of the people working in livestock farming are women. So it is really good to hear that people like Alessandra are working to better understand women's impact on agriculture and within rural communities. But I'm hoping we can dive a bit deeper into how exactly livestock development relates to women's empowerment and ultimately gender equality.
2: Livestock development offers a key entry point for women's empowerment because women can own and control livestock more easily than other assets, such as, you know, building or machinery. We say that um, livestock offer key opportunities to support women's empowerment because women can build wealth through livestock. And again, this is particularly evident with chicken because, you know, buying chicken is not very expensive. And uh, so very often, actually, women get them from their neighbours or their mothers, you know, the younger women and so on. And this means that Women can just start building that flock of chicken and then possibly sell it and move to something maybe more, more valuable or, um, you know, more lucrative in that sense.
0: All of these reasons led to the Women in Business project by ILRI, which looked at chicken farming in Ethiopia and Tanzania.
1: And what's the story behind that project? How did it actually come about?
0: Okay, so a different project worked with farmers to identify the best breeds of chicken that would suit the local environment best. Alessandra's team then started thinking about how these improved breeds could help empower women in rural areas.
2: We thought, okay, what if these women in remote areas uh, had access to improved breeds that would produce a little bit more? Would they then be able to earn a little bit more? out of these chickens and start building uh, this economic empowerment
1: better. And how did they get those improved chicken breeds to the women?
0: By identifying opportunities. It turns out that private companies who were multiplying the improved breeds of chicken were selling them to brooders. These brooders who raised the chicks for a while before selling them on are mostly middle aged women who were
2: facing their own set of challenges. The, the brothers would get day-old chicks from the private company, uh, together with a number of inputs, and then they would raise the chickens for a little while, and then they would sell them to other women farmers, who are the, you know, would you know, eat them or raise them for a longer time. What became apparent is that this value chain was very short. So the women brooders very soon sold chicken to all their neighbors in the community, and then they got stuck. Nobody wanted chickens anymore. So the idea of the project was to really uh, expand this this reach and try and make sure that women brooders could, you know, sell also to other communities and to women in rural areas that were further from their community.
1: Okay, but I imagine that you would then have the problem of getting the improved breeds from the brooders into the more rural communities.
2: We focused a lot on the figure of women vendors. These are young women vet graduates who would pick up the older chickens from the brooders and bring them to the women in the rural areas, together with advice and any input that the women needed. These are vets, so they can do that. And then a few months later, they would go back and buy the older chickens and bring them back to the uh, urban areas to sell to whatever you know, hotels or you know those who roast chickens on the street. So we built the whole project around that, putting these young women vendors through a, a a business incubation process. So we would build their skills as business people, and specifically skills about chicken business and so on and so forth.
0: That's a very innovative approach. So the women who sell the chicks are best placed to transport them to the communities. They're educated in animal science and can give the birds vaccines and medicines. Everyone stands to benefit. It sounds like a true win-win, and I guess it satisfies locally meaningful definitions of empowerment.
1: Exactly. Now, you can't have a successful project without also thinking about sustainability. The project ends in September, but because of the experience, the training, and the connections that these vendors are getting, they'll be able to carry on long after the official project is over.
2: It has been amazing to actually see how these women have picked up on this opportunity. Some of them have decided that they don't want to be vendors only. They want to do both brooding and vending. So now they have accumulated some of the chickens and they're brooding them and they're then bringing them to their customers in the rural areas. Other women have teamed up. And they've created a bit of a tiny company where they can share tasks, which of course helps with their work. It has been incredible. And the government also picked up on this initiative and supported our women and other women in the community by bringing them also day old chicks so they could work and support their livelihoods. So it's been beautiful to the point that our scientific design is a bit challenged because you know the women have developed so, dif- so many different models of business that will be hard for us to assess exactly what has worked, what hasn't. But that doesn't matter because as long as we have impact on the ground, I think that's, um, that's beautiful.
0: One of these women is Upendo Ramadani Simba, a university graduate of animal sciences who began as a chicken vendor through the project and is now a brooder.
3: At the beginning, I started by becoming a vendor. I was going to the villages looking for farmers who are interested in keeping poultry. It happened that we got lots of them who were so interested to keep their poultry, and therefore we had to connect them to good brooders around their places. Therefore, we helped them to get the chicks from the brooders to their places. We helped them with different technical services. Later on, I came to find an opportunity on it. Therefore, I became a brooder. So I'm brooding. I'm taking day-old chicks. Um, brooding them. After a month, I distribute them to the farmers.
0: After she graduated from Sukhoi University of Agriculture in Tanzania, Upendo was having trouble finding employment when she happened to meet some ILRI researchers.
3: I was volunteering at the district. So when they came to our district, they wanted to meet with girls who just finished their studies, but they couldn't get jobs and uh, it happened that i was one among them apart uh, from that i my passion is keeping poultry i am coming from the families that are keeping poultry animals in general yeah therefore when i got this opportunity it was a pleasure for me
1: i think that passion is a really good word for how she feels and this all goes to show that there are opportunities for women like upendo who come from families that keep livestock.
0: Right, and the special thing about chickens is that rewards come quickly. You can get
3: the profit in a very short period of time. Therefore, I I think these are good enough to prevent or to reduce the poverty around the areas. So I was so interested in keeping them, helping other people keeping them, so yeah. Lots of women wanted to keep poultry, but they didn't have good sources. So after we introduced this, it became easier for them. Also, I'm being employed myself. I'm not in such hurry to find another job. So it is easier for the women at the remote areas because we actually have good contractual arrangement where we pick the chicks from the brooders and deliver them to the farmers directly. So they are not getting that trouble of transportation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't bother anymore about that. They are sure that whenever they want chicks, they get the chicks at affordable prices. Yeah.
0: It sounds like she's really happy with the work she's doing and the business opportunities in Brooding. But with the project ending in September, the question is, does she plan to continue this work? Absolutely. I came to love it so much. So
3: I have plans. I get to know lots of suppliers who are supplying those They old chicks. So I think after the project phase out, it will be easier for me to continue. I think nothing will be changed that much. Yeah. I have also get connected to lots of farmers. So it will be easier.
0: But it's clear to Upendo what the most meaningful part of the experience is. Career development
3: as I involved myself in this project, I came to know so many things. So up to, until this time, my career has developed it. I actually have got connected to different people. I mean, community development. So those are major outcome of it.
1: It has been really amazing to hear Upendo's story and all the success that has come from this project. Now, Brenda, We mentioned earlier the importance of including all genders when it comes to gender research. So I'm wondering, when do men start to figure into all of this?
0: Right now. Adolf Jeremiah, a research field coordinator at ILRI with a background on gender and youth programming, says involving men in the work is just as essential.
4: It's very important to involve men in the project like this because um, men is part of the big society. For a long time, men have been enjoying the privilege which has been um, invented by them through the cultural grounded factors. So involving them, first of all, is creating awareness of the imbalance. And um, if they get to understand this um, imbalance which is existing in the community and they get to agree with this imbalance and agree to be champions, to address the imbalances.
0: If men don't participate, the sustainability of any initiative to boost women's empowerment will also be in trouble.
4: If we only do this for only women, then men will start um, creating a defense mechanism to, to come against women. So I think it's good if we can involve men as well because involving men is very important for the sustainability of the um, activity as well as involving men. It will be easy to address those hindering social cultural norms in the particular society.
0: And Alessandra Gallier says that thinking about women and men together is just as important as focusing on women when thinking about gender equality.
2: I think it's essential also that we move away from just the the pure understanding about women's empowerment without the gender lens, you know, and this has been a a big paradigm shift in the research on gender in the sense that we need to not just target women or men, but really try and understand how the technologies that we are producing interact with gender norms and dynamics, yeah, because these are very interrelational, Identities have a lot to do with local gender norms, so you cannot look at women without looking at the men. You cannot look at young women without looking at older men, you know, younger men and so on and so forth. So it's very much understanding these gender dynamics and norms that affect, you know, the way they interact with our with the technologies that we, and the innovations that we are collaborating with them on, but also how gender norms and dynamics affect the whole food system. So very important that we engage with, with moving beyond just gender, but really integrating the other social markers in the work that, uh, that we do.
0: On a different note, as we said earlier, women do most of the work looking after livestock in the developing world. Livestock farming can help women transition out of poverty. But could it also have the effect of keeping women at
2: the production level? We heard also from some of the women in some of the communities that livestock is so traditional that it's very hard to move beyond the gender norms and really progress toward gender equality. Um, We're working on it. We are engaging with gender transformative approaches to really understand, you know, the potential of livestock in supporting women's economic empowerment and as a pathway out of poverty.
1: Okay, so at the end of the day, what I take from this project and much of what we've discussed is that for women, even starting out with a few productive chicks can be life-changing because those few productive chicks might eventually turn into a flock, which can then provide enough profit to let them buy, say, a goat. And over time, they can amass enough wealth to have more choices and a greater ability to achieve their life goals. Ultimately, it puts them on a more equal footing to their male counterparts.
0: Right. Gender equality today, for a sustainable tomorrow. Livestock, and specifically poultry, can give women economic and social significance. ILRI's Women in Business Project shows that clearly. And of course, we have to acknowledge that when we're having these conversations about women's empowerment, it's also important that we recognize how the different genders can work together.
1: Exactly. Like Adolf said, inviting men to be part of the conversation creates a space where they can better understand the imbalances and become champions of transformation.
0: Well put, Elliot. And I think that's a great place to leave off for today. Thank you so much to Dr. Alessandra Gallier, Upendi Ramadani Simba, and Adolf Jeremiah for taking the time to discuss women's empowerment with us today.
1: And thank you to our listeners for joining us. We would love to hear your feedback about today's episode or the podcast more generally. So feel free to send us a message on Twitter at BOMA Podcast to let us know your thoughts on the show. And also, what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe. We'll catch you next time on The BOMA. I'm Elliot Carleton,
4: And I'm Brenda Coromina.